0: part-time fanboy. Part-time fanboy doing my thing. More powerful than a locomotive. hey how's it going uh it's it's okay it's okay how are you
1: <laughs> i'm all right i'm sorry it's uh it doesn't sound particularly okay so well,
0: well i've i've actually to tell you the honest truth i've got covid right now
1: <laughs> so, oh shit i'm sorry no God. It's,
0: it's totally i mean it's weird because the cycle is like in the mornings i feel fine like And then, in once the evening, it's like a vampire virus. Like, once the evening rolls around, I'm dead. Like, I'm just dead to the world. So, it's good that we're doing this in the morning. So.
1: Okay. And by the way, if you wanted to do it another time, that's totally fine too. I don't want to. No, you no, out.
0: no. I mean, I'm here. You're here. You're very busy. You've got lots of projects. <laughs> I might, we might as well. I may have to mute myself uh, once or twice during the interview. So either this is going to be Coffee. the greatest interview ever, it's going to be the weirdest interview ever. So <laughs> hopefully. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I love it. Yeah. But thank you so much it. for joining Thanks. me. I very much appreciate you coming on.
1: Oh, no. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Cool. Well, uh, let's just start off by saying that this is the Part-Time Fanboy Podcast. My name is Christian Horn. I have a very extra special guest. I have a lot of special guests on the podcast a lot of the time, but uh, this is a very extra special guest. I have Mark Guggenheim on the line. Um You've worked, you're a writer who has worked on many, 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 many things. But I think to uh, us nerds, you might be most well known for being the creator of Arrow and DC's Legends of Tomorrow, correct? C- correct. Co
1: creator on both. But thank you, by the way, for that great introduction. I, well, I really, really.
0: I was going to say co creator, but then every resource I looked up this morning said creator and I was like uh oh like how do I approach this am I gonna do like the, <laughs> the Jack Kirby Stan Lee thing or am I gonna do like like am I just gonna do the Stan Lee thing where he's the sole creator so I, I guess I chose the Stan Lee route so I, I apologize no. for that
1: good oh, okay. No, no, nothing to apologize for. I just always want to make sure I'm not, you know, taking credit uh, away from uh, people who to whom credit is due.
0: Sure, absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, you've worked on a ton of other stuff. I mean, you've written on Supergirl, The Flash, um, a lot of Guillermo del Toro's projects, Troll Hunters, stuff like that, Justice League action. I'm just rolling through your internet movie database credits. <laughs> and, and I, I would... Um, if if you do not know Mark's work, you should just look him up on the Internet Movie Database. I cannot vocally um, uh, give it enough uh, kudos right now because there's a lot. Oh. There's a lot. Uh, just Googling, <laughs> Googling people. But anyway, thank you for coming. And as I said a little earlier, I'm actually... Struggling through my third day of COVID, so this may be a very interesting, weird interview. Um, or it's probably. It's great, by the way, I mean
1: it, no, it's not great that you have COVID, but I think weird is wonderful.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> weird is good. Weird is definitely good. Um, but uh, what is not weird is your work, sir, because um, I have to be honest, I did not know uh, much of your comic book writing credits um, oh. before I was exposed to your, you know, the stuff that was sent to me um, through, uh, don't hide PR. Um, so I was more ignorant of your TV. I mean, excuse me, I was more aware of your TV and movie credits than I was your actual comic book writing. And you know, I'm not just, I'm not just trying to kiss the guests, but, but, um, I have to say that you've kind of become like one of those writers now that I'm just like, I got to pick this up. Like as soon as I, yeah, yeah. Like big time. Thank you. Thank you. Big time. This artist. is
1: uh I have to say so far this is this is uh wonderful podcast between <laughs> for my self-esteem, uh, which I do appreciate.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. And again, I, I don't just pull people on here to you know, I'm I'm nice to people that come on because they're, they're taking their time and stuff like this. But I have to say that everything that I read that was given to me, and then we also had a meeting at uh, we met at uh Collector's Paradise in Winnetka, which is next to Ricina, Yes. If you don't know where Reseda, where Winnetka is, it's right next to Reseda. Um, but uh, I bought some of your stuff there, and one of the things I bought was Last Flight Out, and I could not put it down. Like as soon oh, yeah. as I started reading it, like I, I think that, oh. like you're definitely that kind of writer for me. Anyway, who I pick something up, and there's like kind of like a big world concept, and there's like real concrete follow through. And great characterization to the point of where it's like I got to keep reading. I've got to keep reading. I've got to keep reading. So congratulations on that. I don't know if my opinion means thank much, you. but yeah.
1: No, it honestly it means it means a lot. I'll I'll take a compliment from anybody. Uh, compliments are <laughs> in short supply. Um. So
0: thank you very very much. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I mean. We're obviously not here to talk about your TV and movie writing credit history. You've got several comic book projects that have come out or are coming out um, in in the recent past or coming out in in the recent future. And I kind of wanted to give, I didn't want to give any of them the short shrift, right? Like I wanted to be able to let everybody know. And and what I'm aware of are four books right now, right? So I've got five minutes. Yes, I think Case. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, no, I was gonna say fragmentation, which is coming out from Dark Horse, right?
1: No, fragmentation actually is out. And oh, I did not know that. Like I, no, actually, you're in good company. I think most people don't know it. It's, oh really? For whatever for whatever reason, that one seems to have fallen uh completely under the radar. Um and you know, I can only blame the fact that I I kind of very unintentionally flooded the market um, okay with, with material in the last three months um, because uh, unlike all the other projects, fragmentations no one seems to be aware of it um, really. So uh, yeah, well that, that's my general sense. I could be wrong. I don't have any sales figures or anything, um, but it, it you know like I, I was actually having dinner with a friend last night and she was like I. You know, went looking. I, I went to the comic book store looking for fragmentation and I couldn't find it. I'm like, yeah, it's because, like, it just, I don't know. I, I think, uh, you know, a lot of it's very typical for original graphic novels to like for retailers to only order one or two copies. So uh-huh. it sells out in, insanely fast.
0: Um, well, that's good.
1: And it, yeah, it's funny. It's like, there's definitely like, pros and cons with selling out like on the one hand selling out is wonderful
0: yeah. uh
1: on the other hand it means that uh people under and um and that uh there's not enough copies to go around to meet the demand um so and i i would always rather i'd always rather have people um you know be able to buy my stuff than uh have the headline of oh such and such sells out you know oh sure um, but, uh, yeah, but please, you know, yeah, uh, thanks for mentioning it. You know, please go look for it. I, I think it came out really great, and I'm, I'm very, very proud of it.
0: Oh, no, it is it is one of those ones that I picked up, and I was like, can't put this down. Like, it was, like, Fragmentation is great, too. If you're out there, find it. Dark Horse Comics. I, I thought it was excellent. Again, I thought all this stuff was excellent. Like, like I know I sound, like, maybe overly enthusiastic, but it's always no, great. no, there's... There's no such thing. Uh, I mean, but there's definitely a thing where, you know, there's a lot of comic books out there. Right. And a lot of comics are really good, but there's not a ton of comics where I will sit and like read and be like, okay, I got to keep going. Like, I, I can't put, like, I can't like, this is so interesting to me and such a unique take. And, You know, that, that I just, so again, not kissing your butt, but fragmentation is really good, but let me, let me get through the other titles just to let people know that they exist. And then maybe you can give like a slight like pitch as to what they're about because, um, you know, so you've got torrent from image comics, which is great. Uh, and then two dead to die. That's from image as well. Correct. Correct. And Correct. then last flight out, which I loved as well. I mean, I loved all of them. So, so why don't we start with fragmentation? Do you just want to go into like a little pitch as to what that's about?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the the way I sort of describe it is: it's what if Christopher Nolan wrote and directed a family film? <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, because it, it sort of starts off with this sort of time space phenomenon where these essential these windows, these fragmentations, are opening up all over the world, um, and they're they're basically portals into time into the past um most mostly you know moments of historical significance and um this you know uh, former spouses this husband and wife uh ex-husband and wife have to uh are tasked by the president to go find out what the cause of these phenomenons are before it causes global worldwide panic um, and you know, there's, there's some twists, uh, involved, which obviously I won't spoil here, but, um, fundamentally it's, it's a story about family and parenthood and, and the choices we make for the people we love. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a big concept idea with a, I think, you know, very grounded, uh, hopefully, you know, heart wrenching, uh, you know, series of, of relationships and questions at at its center.
0: Yeah. And it's like a, I don't want to say time travel thing like it's a very unique take on it. Right. But it it involves time and slices of time and things like that. I mean, right. Well said. Well said. Okay, great, great, great. So then let's let's talk about Torrent. Then Uh, why don't you give a little pitch on that? Sorry to make you like perform, but (laughs) not at all. Not at
1: all. Um, So Torrent is Torrent. Well, it's it's easier to explain Torrent in terms of like how it started. Um, it, It started really as a thought experiment, which is. Would it be possible to take a character like Spider-Man, say, and turn them into a character like the Punisher? Okay. Um, And, you know, obviously from that germ of a question rose a, a much more layered, I think, and complex story. But fundamentally, it's, you know, it's really about a lot of the themes that I explored in Arrow, um but without the restrictions of you know a studio and a network sure. and and those themes are you know where do, where is the line between hero and vigilante and vigilante and villain um you know when is deadly force justified um you know w- what constitutes the morality or, or immorality of being a hero, um, you know. Like I said, a lot of the stuff is are, are themes and and uh, waters that I swam in during uh, Arrow, but I, I'm sort of unfettered uh, in in this uh, you know in this project, which is really kind of nice. Um, yeah. And in order to tell the story, we had to invent a whole superhero universe. Um, you know, the, these are all brand new characters. Obviously, it's it's not you know I'm not you know maybe playing with archetypes but they're not marvel and dc characters um and uh it's been it's been a real blast like uh this is my third project with justin greenwood justin and i did uh, uh two projects for oni press resurrection and stringers um and this uh has been a real you know joy for us to uh to do together um you know, there's a lot of Frank Miller uh, influences, both from a writing perspective and from an artistic perspective. And I think, you know, without like, you know, I think cribbing off of Frank, we're, we're certainly homaging his work yeah. um, in a yeah. very kind of loving way. Um, and uh, that, that's been a lot of fun for us. I always sort of describe it as it's a Bronze Age kind of story told in very, you know, sort of present-day 2023 terms.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was excellent, and it was a fresh take on the superhero genre, to me, anyway, and I've read a lot. I love superheroes. I'm one of those last surviving comic book fan. I mean, I think we talked about that <laughs> when we met in person that yeah. like, still really likes... Certain superhero things, right? Um, and I think a yeah. lot of it, obviously, is your writing, but Justin Greenwood's art. I was going to say he reminds me of like Kieran Dwyer, Rick Leonardi, yeah. and Kyle Baker, like all wrapped up in one. Like I was just, oh, I fell in love with his thousand,
1: artwork. A thousand thanks. I, I love it too. And it's funny that you mentioned Rick Leonardi because Rick is doing homages of his iconic, most iconic covers uh, for as the variants for our first five issues, really? and it's so, yeah, and it's it's. Great, And it's actually so interesting because obviously he's, you know, it's, it's, it's Rick drawing them and, and Rick homaging his original work, but he's doing it with Justin's characters and character designs. Uh, so what, what that, what that has done is actually really highlight the similarities between Rick's work and Justin's work, um, to, to the extent that I wasn't even familiar with how similar those uh those two styles are and it's it's like because in many ways and i mean this in the best possible way rick's variants look like justin drew them
0: wow (laughs) um
1: yeah it's kind of fascinating yeah um so
0: yeah for me it was the energy of the characters like just the movement i was just like oh wow like that those are the three artists that just like jumped into my mind and i i hope it's a compliment to mr greenwood uh but
1: Oh, yeah. no, absolutely. I think And I think you're dead on right in terms of of, you know what what his influences are. and 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 he definitely is a, an artist who's terrific at conveying bodies in motion. Um, you know, and and that's, I think, such a an important part of the story that we're telling because there is a lot of action here, and there is a lot of sort of fluidity called for by the story. Um, and And this is the advantage, by the way, of like, having the privilege of of writing for an artist um, that, you know, in, you know, specifically that you have an artist in mind, I, you know, Justin's been a part of this project from jump. So we always, um, you know, knew that we would be collaborating on this particular story together.
0: Sure, sure, sure. That's great. So I definitely want to talk more about Torrent and all of them if we can, but let's go to two dead to die, which I thought was a genius idea. And you mentioned like Frank Miller influence and we talked a little bit about this, when we met in person, cause I was like, there's a bit of a dark night returns, like thread running through some of this stuff. And you kind of agreed with me, but tell oh, yeah. me what "Too dead to die is because this, I thought when I picked it up, I was like, this is genius. And you did this with Howard yeah. Chaykin. And I was just like, what a great idea. I'm blown away that nobody's done this before.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Actually it's funny. Like this definitely was a, uh, uh, you know, this story sort of fl- fell into the category of, I really um, just wanted to see this story done, and no one was doing it. Um, so I'm like, okay, I might as well do it myself. Um, and what what it is is it's, you know, it, it's sort of a James Bond-esque character, Simon Cross, who discovers that, you know, after you know decades of of being a super spy and betting a lot of different women, uh, turns out he's got a daughter he never knew about and she's in danger. So he comes out of retirement for one last adventure. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was, it was a a total blast to do. I've, I've, you know, I've worked with Howard on multiple projects by this point. Uh, I love working with Howard. Um, this was one of those, um, you know, books that came together, I think in a really interesting way. Um, I, it was the start of the pandemic and production on television shows and films were shut down
0: yeah. and I suddenly had
1: a lot of time on my hands and I, I just started writing. So, you know, just, I started just started taking some ideas that I had had for a long time and never had the time to write, just started writing them. And I was about 10 pages in, um, you know, I, I was about 10 pages in when I um, realized that the images that I was seeing in my mind's eye were all um, drawn by Howard. Oh, you know, wow. it was all I was seeing, you know, characters and, and pictures in Howard's style. And uh, I, I, you know, I realized, oh, my God, I, without necessarily intending to, I was writing this for Howard. So I got about, like, you know, 20-something pages in before I, you know, sent off an email to Howard saying, turns out I'm writing something for you. Um, you have any interest in reading it? And Howard was very kind as he always is and said, absolutely send it over. And and so I did. Um, and we, uh, you know, we, he was immediately on board and we just, you know, hit the ground running. Um, and it was a lot of, uh, you know, it's always, like I said, it's always a lot of fun to work with Howard. Um, and he's such a pro and he's such an icon that, um, it, it, it was, you know, a real honor to, to work with him on it. And, uh, it's gotten, you know, really, you know, great response. Um, you know, I, I never write a comic book with the intention of turning it into a TV show or a movie. Um, it always has to work as a comic book first and foremost, but very, very lucky, uh, that, uh, Universal Studios and, uh, uh, you know, decided to, uh, buy the rights. That's so um, great. And, uh, I'm I'm at work on the screenplay as we speak. Oh, wow. Oh, wow.
0: I mean, just all around a genius idea. And I just love how it really touches on all the like ridiculous stuff that Bond movies have like dealt with without any sort of repercussion or like thought for like decades. Right. And uh, and just, you know, all the misogyny and all the, you know, the the disregard of you know the lead female characters and and all that stuff like it's just so well done in in this book like how you touch on that and it's i don't want to say that it's like you know it's not preachy or anything like that it's just like oh this guy's in the modern era and he's sort of like you know getting toward getting he's older and he can't rely on the you know betting the women left and right like he used to and that's not necessarily appropriate anymore. It, it's just like really great stuff. So so oh, thank it, you. it was a great read. I, I very much enjoyed it. So let me talk about, or let's talk about Last Flight Out from Dark Horse. And yeah, so, that's a great right, book. Thank you.
1: Thank you. That That's also uh, another book that's gotten a wonderful response. Um, yeah, Last Flight Out is, uh, it's very simple. Um, the world has become uh, uninhabitable. We have been ferrying people off of the planet thanks to these large arcs that are, are created by uh, a brilliant sort of you know, scientist named Ben K. Wood. Um, and the very last of the arcs are about to leave um, when he, Ben's estranged daughter goes missing. Um, and it, it's fundamentally uh, a story about a father and daughter trying to repair their relationship um, it just so happens that they're trying to do so at the literal end of the world. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it's, you know, it, it's really, you know, I, I try, I, you know, I try really hard, you know, and this, the theme that sort of runs through all of the, the books that we're talking about is I kind of have this, this interest in taking rather sort of simple, visceral, Character relationships and exploring those relationships against a backdrop of, you know, either a big sci fi idea or a big superhero idea, um, you know, that that's enjoyable to me and that's interesting to me. So um, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of what what all these projects have in common.
0: Sure, 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 and that's definitely something I I want to talk about. Uh, Last Flight Out was illustrated by Eduardo Ferragato. Did I do that? Uh, Ferragato, per- yeah, yeah. Um,
1: who, who just did an absolutely fantastic job. Um, eduardo is amazing. Yeah, he's-, uh, he's a really great storyteller. He's been uh, drawing uh, a whole bunch of issues of Radiant Black. Uh, in fact, it was Kyle Higgins, the creator of Radiant Black, uh, the writer of Radiant Black, who. Um, Hooked me up with, with him. Um, and, uh, it's been, you know, that was a really, you know, very, you know, uh, fruitful collaboration.
0: Yeah. I mean, he did a great job. And before we move on, I want to mention that I don't want to destroy his name pronunciation, Benny Lobel, uh, Benny Lobel from, fragmentation, uh, yeah. right? Yes. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I want to give artists correct. credit where credit is due. I don't want to skip Absolutely. him. And fragmentations artwork is too. astounding as well. Just great, great stuff. So
1: Really yeah, really terrific. Uh you know, I, I'm very, very fortunate um that, that I got to do these projects with yeah, you know, artists who were so talented.
0: Yeah, heck yeah. They're they're all incredibly talented. I mean, Howard Chagan, he's like a legend, like come on. Yeah. Uh what so one of the things that I noticed, and you kind of touched on it in some of the descriptions of your your stories, um Is family, right? Like I read one of the first one that I read was Too Dead to Die, right? And then I read Mm -hmm. Torrent. And then I read Fragmentation. And then when I went to your signing, I picked up Last Flight Out. And I was like, Oh my God, this guy keeps tearing these fam, putting these families through this awful, awful stuff. Like I was like, I was like Mark Guggenheim, why do you hate family so much? Like, I I know that's the it's it's a good question. It's just a joke, but, but like, so, so all four of these books and what I've read from you all have to deal with the family unit sort of being put through like the worst of the worst or having to deal with, you know, situations where they they don't get along and they're trying to come together or they don't really want to come together. And and so much of it, I was just like, where does that, like, what does that come from? Because I was just like, wow, there is something going on. And again, this is not a therapy set You know, this is not a therapy <laughs> session or anything. It but sounds I mean, like it should be. <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's the thing that stuck out to me the most, you know, it's because reading everything back to back, you know, I just got like a very like I was like, oh wow. He really and, and it's so it's so good though, because it really, especially for somebody like me who has a family, you know, a kid and a wife and all that, it really just raises the stakes of involvement. And maybe I just answered my own question. Uh no, well, yeah, it's funny. It's
1: it's interesting because uh a good chunk of these ideas were ideas that sort of existed in my notebook prior to the pandemic, but okay. they all got written during the same period. Uh, you know, all, all of these ideas sort of existed in my notebook before the pandemic, but they all got written in the early days of the pandemic. And um, I can only sort of, you know, I can only sort of surmise that when I was writing them, obviously I was writing them, you know, we're, we're all at home we're all dealing with this, you know, very stressful, you know, global pandemic. Um, and I think I just felt closer to my family than I ever have before. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, unintentionally uh, influenced my, um, you know, my writing, um, you know, because it, 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 all, all these projects are very much sort of products of a very particular, you know, moment in time, both for, for me, for my family and and for the world.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I mean, so much of it, you know, a couple of them were just like deep. I mean, Torrent especially was like deep, dark, like family tragedy. Like, like, whoa, yeah. like, like when I was reading Torrent, I was just like, and I got to, you know, the place that you get to, I was just like, holy cow. Like, this is, this is crazy. And it's not necessarily I don't think something that I'd seen in a superhero comic to this degree, maybe. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean it at least with Torrent, it was like this doesn't like you said earlier, it's like you don't want to hold back or you're not you don't have the restrictions of a studio or any anything holding you back. It was like, oh wow, he just did that. Like and you don't usually you won't see that in a in a comic book, you know, where characters have to stand the test of time of like 50, 75, whatever years. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. I, you know, and I'm kind of writing torrent, uh, very recklessly in the sense that, um, you know, it's an ongoing, but it's not, it's not written the way most ongoings are where you're, you're thinking about like, well, I can't do this because, you know, how will the book continue? I am writing it almost intentionally, uh, for it to present its own endpoint, um, You know, I, I, I'm organizing it uh, in five issue arcs and at the end of each arc. You should really question whether or not it's even possible for the book re- to return like that. That's, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm taking, I'm taking advantage of the fact that I have, you know, i have no you know sort of corporate entity to service or please here
0: sure 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 yeah no i mean what's interesting i mean is could it be this just popped into my head and maybe i'm just because you know i'm on medicine um (laughs) it seems like a very game of thrones way of portraying a superhero thing like where all that's what's that
1: that's interesting. I, by the way, that's a great quote. Like, you know, if it, if game of Thrones superheroes would not be a you horrible way can use way that. To... You could say, part yeah, fanboy. I appreciate that. uh,
0: <laughs> but I mean, um, in the way that like, once you started getting into game of Thrones, right. You were like, Oh, like this, anybody could go like, you know what I mean? Like you were just like, Whoa. And while I don't think that's the draw of torrent, you know, um, it, it just popped into my head where I was just like, Oh wow. Because like you said, um, I think a lot of readers, myself included, that's why when you told me when we met in person that it was ongoing, I was like, oh, really? Because it seemed like, how can you take this further? And so, uh, yeah, I I was just, I'm kind of blown away by that, that, like, it's really cool that you're going to be in a superhero universe where it's just like, yeah, I can do whatever I want to whoever I want, right? Well,
1: that's exactly it. And you'll notice that, you know, the, the main character, uh, is a, a woman named Michelle Metcalf, whose whose code name is Crackerjack, and um, I, I, you know, you'll notice that the book is not called Crackerjack. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The book yeah. is called Torrent, right. and and there's no character in the book named Torrent. Um, and that, you know, quite frankly, there's a huge amount of freedom that comes with that. Like, I, I don't have to service a character called green arrow. I can kill off a character called green arrow if I want, because the book is not called green arrow. Yeah. Um, So there's a, yeah, there's just a wonderful uh, degree of freedom that I hope, you know, seeps into the writing and makes the book completely unpredictable and, you know, and wild, Uh, you know, to me, if you're going to do something in the creator owned space, why not take advantage of all the freedom that that affords you?
0: Sure. Sure. What are your thoughts on, say, something like, like, since I brought up Game of Thrones, one of the things that made me like I I loved Game of Thrones, I, you know, I'm not going to comment any, you know, on what I thought of the series. I mean, people who <laughs> know me, they they know what I, you know, it, I'm sure it's very much in line with what a lot of people are screaming about online, you know, but um, one of the things with Game of Thrones was that as I kept watching, it became harder to became, become attached to characters because you're like, Oh, my favorite character is going (laughs) to go like, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm really attached to that. Do you have any concerns? Like, does that freedom, do you have any concerns surrounding that because of the freedom that you have?
1: Um, You know, I think like, like any kind of freedom, you got to sort of wield it responsibly, Sure. Um, you know, but uh, you know, I, I always, you know, I kind of approach every project, um, the same way, which is fundamentally, I I always try to return to first principles. And the first principle is always tell an entertaining story that is emotionally engaging. Uh Um, You know, that, that is really where everything starts. And almost everything after that is, you know, is is secondary. um, And, and usually a function of the specific story that's being told. But um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just out there, you know, trying to, you know, first and foremost, I, I, I'm trying to entertain myself, um, because I'm I'm the first reader really.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, that's like the thing that I also really enjoy about it. And as I said earlier, and as I said, when we met in person, you know, I mean, I love superheroes. Like I've, I've just always have, I mean, if you saw my home office, which I'm sequestered in right now for at least 10 days, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, I, I'm surrounded by figures and statues and 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 stuff like that in my comics. So if I do go during COVID, I'll die as I lived. Anyway, I'm not going to die. Um, Gosh,
1: I, ho- I hope it's not that serious. No, it's not I'll that. Feel bad. Really bad. Like, oh my God, he was on death's door and he was interviewing. No, me. no,
0: Please. no, no, no. At least not yet. It could turn. I don't know. This thing is crazy. No, but I'm just yes. I'm making bad COVID jokes, and I apologize to anyone <laughs> who's sensitive to that. Um, but my point being that, um, like uh i love superheroes and i just love the idea of like an unfettered superhero universe like it reminds me a little bit of invincible right like where it's like when i started reading kirkman's invincible and you get to the thing which i don't want to spoil for anyone i mean whatever it's been on tv right the thing that happens right the turn that happens and we all know what it is but i don't want to spoil it for anyone who might not know but you know um and it was just like all bets are off and like so when you did what you did um with the certain characters you know i don't want to spoil anything because things are still coming i was just like all bets are off and and you know it just felt like really refreshing and i don't like i feel like that's been the problem maybe with the what's been happening with maybe some of the marvel movies and stuff like that and and certain superhero projects is like it doesn't feel like all bets are off anymore you know what i mean it feels Uh, like we're all living in this protected cocoon of like well you can't really kill this character you know what i mean we're starting to develop and that is what is so refreshing about torrent it's just like it feels like all bets are off balls to the wall like like let's go and and let's see what happens
1: yeah well thank you uh you know i I, that's the thing i love you know, I, I love when things are unpredictable. Um, sure, and that—that's again. Uh, I'm sort of the first audience uh, for my own stuff, and um, you know, I tend to write the stuff I tend to like, which is stuff that is unpredictable. Like I like. I also enjoyed Game of Thrones for the exact same reason, um, and uh, I I loved not knowing you know where it was going to go or where it could go. Sure. Um. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know. I, that That is that is the definitely the fun of of writing Torrent, but uh, it's also hopefully the fun of reading Torrent.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's definitely the fun of reading Torrent. So let me talk to you a little bit about Two Dead to Die because that was, I mean, they were all great. I, I don't think I could, you know, escalate one above the other because I was like, <laughs> oh, these are all great. But like Two Dead to Die was just like, how has nobody done this before, right? And, you know, it's about an aging James Bond. And that was one of the things that I mentioned to you at your signing, which is like, to me, I was like, I read Two Too Dead to Die," and I was like, okay, this is like, you know, I read it, and then I started reading Torrent, and I was like, wait a minute, there is definitely a Dark Knight Returns like thing happening here that's running through your work. Were you a big fan of Dark Knight Returns, like when you were younger? Oh,
1: absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I was 16 when Dark Knight Returns came out, and I I absolutely loved it, and it's it's one of those uh, it's one of those series that I will you know, revisit uh, on an almost annual basis. Um, yeah. Just, just go back and reread it. It's, it's so much fun. Um, it's, it's, it's so groundbreaking in, in just about every way. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I'm a huge, you know, Frank Miller fan in general, uh, but, but for sure, Dark Knight Returns is one of his, you know, all time great, great, great books.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Too Dead to Die is great because, it's like an aging James Bond, and I didn't sort of make the connection in my head until I read Torrent, and there was some <laughs> actual dialogue in Torrent that I yes. was like, I was like, oh, okay, that that that's from the that seems like it's from the Dark Knight Returns, and I was like, I wonder if that was you know purposeful or whatever, but it was great because.
1: Oh yeah, the the there's lines. I, I think actually the line in the first issue of Torrent is from uh, the. First chapter of Daredevil: Born Again, um, but there is yeah also uh, there there is also a direct uh, you know homage to Dark Knight Returns uh, in issue I want to say it's issue four yeah um, so yeah no there's absolutely uh, I'm I'm you know, you know occasionally where the the mood has struck me um, doffed my cap to Frank's uh, writing which by the way like I feel doesn't get uh, enough credit. Like I-, I think Frank is every bit as good a writer as he is an artist. And that's really saying something. Yeah. Um, you know, and his, his writing uh, is, is, really just poetic and beautiful. And, and, you know, it's got this, you know, sort of hard knuckle, um, you know, old school feel to it that I, I just absolutely love. So there's, you know, it's, we don't, you know, I tried very hard not to hit the readers over the head with it too oh, no, much, no. but, yeah. you know, sort of weave it in throughout the series, um, to, you know, it's, that, that's my way of acknowledging, you know, where our influences uh, are coming from.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean that. I again, it's. I mean, I think it just stuck out for somebody like me who you know is a fan of the Dark Knight Returns. You know, as its solo work, I don't know that I'm a, as huge a fan of Frank Miller outside of like certain other projects, but I love the Dark Knight Returns, and I really. I did you. I think I was talking to you that I bought the what do they call them the the giant um, you know the yeah, artist edition. the artist edition yeah, yeah yeah and I don't, um, do you have that did you
1: I do actually. Graphic collectibles. Uh, it's fantastic. I, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's huge. Like you can beat someone to death with it, Uh, but it's wonderful. And it, it really, you know, there was some very interesting things going on in, in terms of the inks with, you know, Frank going in and sort of, you know, redoing some stuff that Klaus Janssen had done. And you, you really can see like the, the visual evolution of that entire uh, project. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah I, I can't, can't recommend it enough. Um, yeah. for you know, anyone who is interested in uh, the way comic books are made.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, we were chatting a little bit about it. And for me, when I was younger, um, I think I'm a little bit younger than you. But when I first read The Dark Knight, I think I told you, like, I picked up the second book first. Yes. I didn't know what I, you know, it was in the news and I was like, I don't know what this is. Like, you know, and, and it just happened to be at my comic shop at the Bergen Mall in New Jersey. And I was like, okay, sure. they've been talking about it on the news. I'll, I'll read it, you know, and I had no idea of like what was going on. And I kind of, at the time when I was younger, I thought the art was actually kind of ugly. Like I was like compared to the stuff that I was used to, but now as an adult and having matured and growing oh, up it just seemed so exciting and different. Like I was just like, Oh wow. And that's why I bought the artisan edition because I was like, I need to see like, what was he thinking? Like, you know what I mean? Because it is really different, you know?
1: It is. Yeah. It is. That's what I, I really loved about Frank's work during that period. Um, And I guess throughout Frank's entire career is that he, he's always been someone who has evolved and developed his style and, and sort of, adjusted his style t- in a very project specific kind of way, which is very, very, very cool. Sure. Um, you know, and, and certainly, you know, you know, this was the last time Frank and Klaus had collaborated, um, you know, after such a long collaboration on Daredevil. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a very, you know, Lynn Varley's um, colors. It, it's a very, very special you know, book that exists kind of almost as this, this wonderful, you know, time capsule.
0: Yeah. 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 I can't, yeah. The artisan, I can't recommend enough. Like just blown yeah, away. It's just
1: absolutely, it's absolutely worth the expense. Yeah. Every, worth yeah. Every
0: me too. Me too. Me too. But with two dead to die. So like, how does the kernel of that idea like pop in your head? It's a stupid, you know, asking a writer question. I mean, it just, no. it seems so obvious, but like I, again, I was like, how has nobody done this before? You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I know. I, I'm a little... It's funny. Like uh, Justin Greenwood and I did a book called Resurrection that basically it, it picks up where every alien invasion movie leaves off, which yeah. is we kick the yeah. aliens off the planet. What now? And and it, that also uh, was like, why has no one done this before? And, yeah. uh, and that's honestly, you ask where the idea comes from. That's where the idea comes from. You know, the idea comes from me just sort of going like, what do I want to see? Um, And then and then discovering that what I want to see is not out there. Um, So I'm like, okay, (laughs) you know, uh, if if no one else is going to tell me the story, I've got to tell the story to myself.
0: Sure. Sure. Um,
1: You know, which, you know, is is very much like, you know, it, it starts this process of just asking myself the question of, OK, what would what would happen in this situation? You know, if, if James Bond discovered he had a daughter, you know, how, how would that play out? And, you know, it, you know, with, with uh, Simon Cross, the, the main character in Two Dead to Die, it, you know, it was really I realized very early on, I'm basically telling a Rip Van Winkle story. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, that's you know?
0: oh, that's interesting, um,
1: you know, that he's kind of, you know, he, he kind of, you know, he's obviously hasn't been asleep, you know, for 30 years. But he's, you know, he he's definitely been out of touch and out of society. And um, you know, this is something I've really enjoyed playing with in the uh, in the movie um, version. the The movie version is it's similar, obviously, but it's also it's also different because, you know, it's it's a it's. You know, I'm doing it. I'm telling the story for a different medium. Yeah. Um, and I, I really enjoy playing with this idea of like, what's it like when the whole world moves past you? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and you no longer feel relevant. And, you know, uh, you know, even in the movie, we kind of get into stuff about like, you know, what you know, what what's it like to. You know, be this guy who saved the world, and the world then goes and changes on him. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, how does he feel? And and like you had alluded to something that's a big theme in both the graphic novel and and the and the in uh, the movie, which is what is. You know what are the consequences to all the things he did back? You know in the eighties and nineties when yeah. he didn't seem to give it to him so much. You know, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, that that's you know that, that's very present in both in both projects. You know, both the movie version and the graphic novel version. So yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's fun stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, just the idea. Like, I don't know why my dumb brain. Like, I was reading it, and they're like, "Oh, you may have a daughter." And it's like, oh, like he slept with so many people. Like, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I was just like, what? Like, I was like, like James Bond has slept with so many. There's got to be like a baby Bond out there somewhere. Like, I was just like, holy cow. And you know that James Bond was not like rapping that rascal. He was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, come on. So when I read that, I was like, wow. Like, very, very, like, it's just, it was just came across this very smart idea to me because i was just like wow like okay and then what does he do because there is a part of me that like maybe if you're dealing with the book version of james bond and quite honestly i don't have tons of like exposure to that you know Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna pretend that i'm a james bond expert but like would james bond even care like would he you know and does and i love how you got that paternal instinct to kind of kick in with him you know
1: I, well, you know, I have, I have two daughters, um, myself and, you know, I I think the paternal instinct is, it's really undeniable. It's a very, very powerful, um, you know, it's a powerful force. Um, so even if you're someone who thinks you don't want to have kids and thinks you don't care if you did find out you had a kid, um, that's not really true. Um, you, there's no avoiding it. Um, At least that's that's my opinion. Um, And uh, it was it was fun to to explore that uh, Mm -hmm. with, you know, uh, you know, with Simon, because he's such a relic. He's such a product of his past um, that I I I just I had fun. I had fun writing him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was also very clever how you because all this stuff is secret. Right. So this guy's probably saved the world like. 20, 30, 50 times over. And nobody knows like, or no, like your average citizen. It's not like Superman, right. Or Batman who like, you know, catches the helicopter, you know, Superman, Batman doesn't catch a helicopter. I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Superman catches it. it, Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, it's called, it's called being a secret agent for a reason.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. But I mean, I just, I thought it was very clever on how you touched upon all the things that probably really mattered to that secret agent society, but like in the real world, they're just like, eh, I don't like, you know, I don't really know or care about it. Like, and how much that might hurt somebody who was deeply involved in that and made sacrifices that they had to make. Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it, you know, and, and it, you know, it, it real, that's the theme, you know, that yeah. really runs throughout this whole thing. And also by the way, like, He saved the world a whole bunch of times and yet doesn't have a lot to show for it, both personally and by the way, for the world. Like, yeah, you know, the the world is still kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You you know, despite all these all these you know sacrifices and risks he took, it's like this. This is it. Yeah. Everything still sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was a very (laughs) that was also very clever, too. Like, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because that was another thing where it was like, why do we keep? doing this dance you know because does it matter and that's something that's really i think tied into real life world events like even what's happening with russia and ukraine now and it's like really are we doing you look at what's happening in europe right now and if you know you're like world war ii history and world war one history it's like are we just living in a simulation that just like resets the people and just like like it's so crazy like how history kind of repeats itself and it seems like nothing really changes no
1: well I and it really doesn't like I had written I, I ended up taking it out um but I had written this line in the movie version where like you know like you know ru- you know you got rid of the Soviet Union but you've got still got Putin you know China's being a dick these days um you know you got North Korea out there like and it's just sort of listing like all the different problems that the world still faces and it's You know, I I kind of view Simon as this guy who, you know, was playing essentially a game of whack-a-mole, you know, whack-a-mole, but um, ran out of time, you know, his his body and uh, couldn't keep up with the the game of whack-a-mole. And so now he's just watching all these moles pop up.
0: Yeah. And it's like,
1: wow, I never, you know, never got very far.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's kind of heartbreaking when you read it. Like, it's just sort of like, oh, man, like. No heroes, what well. like did anything matter? Like it's just yeah. so Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also I mean, again, it's also very Dark Knight returns. It's also very like Batman's like, what you know, the mutants, like what the hell? Like, like it just gets worse. You know what I mean? It's- so
1: it just gets, that's the thing, it just gets worse. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> yeah. And, which I guess is not a theme in, in my writing so much as a theme just unfortunately in the world. Yeah, yeah. You well, know? I mean,
0: that's that's the thing too, is like in Dark Knight Returns and in Two Dead to Die, you know, it is also like the futility of being the one person, man, you know, in this case, who wants to stand up for, some, you know, the right or something. And it's just like ultimately... Does it matter? Doesn't it not matter? You know what I mean. It's crazy. Yep. Oh, you're it's, bumming me out, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's I know, but it's it it is crazy. It, it is a bit of a bum out. That's 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 very very true. It kind of just kind of sucks. But that's why I like
0: it. That's why I like your books. No. So <laughs> oh, thanks, I mean, man. I know we're we're kind of running out of time because we're coming up on an hour, and I don't want to take up too much of your time, and but I don't want to give fragmentation or last flight out the short trip because. They're really great books, but the one thing that I I was very impressed by by reading the the science fiction stuff was you must do a ton of research because there is phraseology, there are articles, there's you know terms that you use in these books, and it's not like Kirby, you know, or Grant Morrison <laughs> like made up like science nonsense terms. Like these all seem like real scientific terms and in your books where i'm like oh this guy's not only smart but he must do a ton oh. of research
1: I, well thank you I, I you know i always say like i do enough re- i try to do enough research just to be dangerous um <laughs> you know like I, I i do i do like verisimilitude um i do like having some realism in the dialogue i, I do think you know there's you know, in comics especially you have the opportunity to just make. Sh- make stuff up as much as you want you sure. know you can make up fake terms yeah and um and there's certainly you know some of that going on but i like you know I, I i feel like the readers can tell when something is real like even if even if they don't know you know what a term is um you know a scientific term or a technical term or whatever um they they know they can tell just instinctively, what is a made up word and what is a real word? yeah and I, I you know, and I, I actually find that kind of cool. So for that reason, I really like to pepper my dialogue with as much real world terminology as possible
0: yeah, yeah well you you succeeded because I was reading a lot of it. I love the like in last flight out all the memos and the UN stuff and like how oh, oh. The- all that stuff was like just so great. I was just like, Oh wow. Like usually me as a comic book reader, especially when I was younger, I was like, as soon as somebody put like prose or text into a comic book, I was just like, uh, (laughs) but this case, yeah, you skip right over it. Yeah. Um, In this case, that was, I'm that way too. Oh really? I'm that way too. Oh yeah.
1: Like, uh, you know, it's well, I, I have to sort of force myself to read it. And yeah, uh, you know, I, I think, and, and it was with that in mind that I wrote, the, the text pieces that you know intercut throughout uh, last flight out because I wanted them to not be like this huge block of text that you know you just you're not encouraged to read like I wanted it to be kind of inviting yeah um, and and you know have a have a, a visual style that was that was interesting enough that you felt like okay, you know what like I, I can you know this will this will be enjoyable to read um, and and at the same time like, none of it is required reading. It's, it's, um, you know, the, all these, uh, pieces, you can follow the story without reading them, but your appreciation, I think of the story is, is, you know, is enhanced a bit by having access to that, you know, that extra material.
0: Yeah. I was very much impressed with just how official they were and they didn't slow the story down like like I was like oh this guy worked in an office it's I mean obviously you're (laughs) you're a producer you work with you know studios and I'm sure there's tons of memos and stuff that like go around but I was just like reading you know as an adult I was just like oh I very much appreciated like what I was reading because it seemed legit right like it didn't seem like somebody just writing a fake office you know memo
1: well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I used to be an attorney, so um, oh. I think I was drawing a, a bit I think I was drawing a little bit on that stuff. Um, you know, especially like there's more you know th- there's more legal esque you know type of things in um, you know in last flight out that you know i'm I'm you know just very very, very gently um, you know exercising those muscles.
0: Wow, so you were an attorney. How did you become like Mr. DC Comics mega producer? Like how did that I mean maybe there's not enough time to discuss that, <laughs> but like how did you make that life change?
1: Um yeah, it's 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 weird, right? Um so so basically um the short version is is that I was in my 3rd year of law school when I started writing and really got bit by the bug and I was in my 5th year of practice when um I you know, I realized I was really enjoying writing and I was really not enjoying practicing law. Um, so I, you know, I had been writing on the side and I had, you know, fans in Hollywood and a manager and I just quit my job and, and moved on out here. And I'm like, if I'm going to make a go of this, I got to do it now. I got to try it now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I got lucky. Um, um, that's That's all I can say.
0: Nice. Nice. And then What about your love for comics? Where did that spring from?
1: You know, honestly, I don't even know. Um, I've loved comic books so long that my my love for comics, um, you know, predates my uh, memories of, of, you know, my early life.
0: Oh, really? Um,
1: Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, one of my earliest memories is uh, you know, sitting on the floor of my bedroom, uh, bedroom at home, um, reading, you know, not even reading a comic book, flipping through it. And my mother came in and she thought like she had a, a you know, a kid who is a savant. Uh, and I'm, I'm just looking, just looking at the pictures. Um, yeah, I, have always, always loved comics.
0: Oh, wow. So you can't recall like what your first book was or what's the first one that you collected?
1: Uh, I, I do remember that the book I was flipping through the pages on was a Superman comic.
0: OK. Um,
1: and I do remember like being very interested in in Superman and Batman. Um, a lot of my early comics came from a neighbor uh, who lived across the street who gave me uh, a lot of copies of Action Comics and World's Finest.
0: Oh, nice. Um,
1: so that, that was my, you know, that was my. Early, early, early entry, and then um, when I was, you know, like I don't know, eight or something, um, or maybe even younger, uh, maybe like seven, um, I discovered the the pocketbook is pocketbooks editions of the early uh, Marvel material. Um, oh, wow! You know, Stanley, Jack Kirby, Fantastic Four, Stanley, Steve Ditko, Spider Man, and that really uh, that was my, you know, that was also a, a gateway drug.
0: Wow. Wow. That's great. That's great. And then you look where you ended up. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, I
1: got very, yeah, like I said, got very, very lucky. It's very surreal. Um, It must be. It's
0: it's really surreal. It must Um, be. That's very cool. Well, congratulations on all your work and, and on all your success and just like, you know, and a big thanks for coming on here. I mean, you know, we're not like a huge podcast or anything like that. So for you to come on, you know, I very much appreciate it. There was, there was a part of me in the beginning of the you know, recording where I was like, what are you doing here? Like why are you slumming with part-time family? (laughs) Like, but you know, I just really appreciate the conversation and you know, when we met, you were very nice too. You're very, you Uh, know, we chatted for a bit and you were very open with my questions and stuff. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, and thank you for all the kind words and thanks for reading the books.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I will continue to do so as long as you continue to write them. I mean, I honestly you definitely have jumped up top where it's like if i hear a project that you're going to be doing i'm going to be like what like okay i'm going to have to check that out because uh you're on my radar now sir
1: i love it i love it well yeah. well thanks man i appreciate it i will i will try not to let you down
0: not not and, and not in a stalkerly kind of way just like as a fan <laughs> but um any final words on any of this stuff or
1: uh no not really i mean you know thank you um you know for being interested in helping me get the word out about the books and um, of
0: course you
1: know we'll, we'll i'm sure be talking again down the road
0: all right absolutely and uh again the books are fragmentation from dark horse comics torrent from image comics Too dead to die from image comics and last flight out from dark horse There are other books that you have written, which are not part of this list, but you can Google or, you know, find them. I'm telling you, everything that I've read by this gentleman so far, and I plowed through them, were excellent. So, if you like anything that I've ever recommended to you out there, you will love his stuff. So, uh Again, the name is Mark Guggenheim. Uh, My name is Christian Horn. still alive. Uh, Made it through the interview. Thank you so much for bearing with me. Uh, This has been the Part-Time Fanboy podcast. Uh, You can check us out at parttimefanboy.com. Our email is ptf at parttimefanboy.com. We are on Facebook and Instagram. uh, And we will be back soon with another episode. Bye. fanboy. Part-time fanboy doing my thing. I'm oh, yeah, doing part-time.
1: I'm oh, yeah, doing part-time. I'm doing part-time. I'm doing part-time. Part-time fanboy.com.